Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sydney Comedy Store for the final show of the Dollop Tour. Could you please welcome to the stage Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds. Ladies and gentlemen, Will Anderson. What? Oh my god. That is a kangaroo paw. Is it real? Yeah, right uh, now there's a kangaroo running around with stuff. just one fucking hand. Yeah, it's like fucking Furiosa. <laughs> Furiosa meets Skippy. <laughs> I mean, their hands aren't black like that, are they? They're, they are? Fucking creeps. <laughs> well, uh, I hope this kangaroo... Uh, enjoyed being turned into a bottle opener. Yeah. No more waving. They do like to wave. Big wavers. Uh, I've my always God. said that about uh, They actually have tiny little hands. They're like, like big feet, but like tiny little... Yeah, they got uh, T-Rex arms. Yeah. yeah. They're a lot like a T-Rex. In many ways, I've always thought that, yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Um, thank you for having us in your great nation. What a fucking kiss ass. That was you guys, amazing. guys, so many great things about your nation. I'm smitten. <laughs> Perth. Lovely. Are we going to go through every city and I'll give notes? Oh, my God. We were in Perth and everyone coming up to us was like, it's fucking shit here. <laughs> All right. It's like there's other cities. We but thought no, you guys were a country where cities hated other cities, but Perth, they're like, we are fucking shit. Perth's the only city where they're like, they were All right. right. All right. It's really. Yeah. What were you gonna say? What you gonna say? Perth? Uh, no. Sorry. I personally, sorry. I remembered I have shows on sale in Perth. Hello, Perth. No, I. I like Perth. Perth. So, October nine and ten. It's a we, great town. We liked Perth. We had a good time. I don't know what your. Someone just did a guttural noise, like a. <laughs> you guys need to let go of your hatred of other cities, and realize that you're one country. Or just get a bunch of guns and see what happens. Yeah. We're having fun. <laughs> I don't have a date for this one! What? I don't have a date for this one. You don't have a date? I forgot to put one on there. It's literally the opening bit of your podcast. Yep. 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 And this was the first one I wrote, and apparently I just decided to fuck that. At least you got to shout. Here's what I will say. Uh, this is the longest one. Uh, this is the one that I most wanted to do for young Gary here. Gareth. Gareth. And it's a story you're all familiar with, and yet you're still going to be fucking horrified. Then what am I going to Oh, my be? God. Is this the truth behind Crocodile Dundee? <laughs> oh, no. Actually, but the second knife was the same size as the first knife. <laughs> no, but we'll... Not a lot of people know. It wasn't actually a knife. <laughs> It's a kangaroo paw. <laughs> but we'll do it next time. His fucking story is insane. What? Even Polly Hogan? Oh, my God. Oh, that yeah. shit does not go well. Uh, <laughs> just got to ignore that for a few months. In the mid eight, Anyway, this is one I've been waiting to do. So you guys are... Yeah, you got uh, the final one out. In the mid-1800s, Australia was a still fairly unknown continent. What was that? Was that you? Everything's fine. Just a minor quake. Okay. It was me, sorry. 
Explorers were setting out on journeys to find out what was going on in the Big Island. After a couple of successful trips from men like John McDowell Stewart, McDowell, is that a Dowell? Who cares? South, <laughs> South Australia announced in 1859 that it would offer 2,000 pounds for, quote, the first person who shall succeed in crossing through the country to either the north or northwestern shore of the Australian continent, west of 140 the degree of east longitude. They got a little technical at the end there. They got a little They're just going to give someone two grand to just walk it? Two fucking K, and that's back then, which is probably like 3K now. Wow. <laughs> Inflation's crazy. Not to be out. I also love that that was their plan of exploring that new area. It's like, is anyone going to do it for free for the joy of exploring? No, fuck it. What, two grand? Two, two grand. grand. Just walk it. Take oh. some notes. Two okay. grand. Just walk in that direction. Go no that way. Don't no. stop until you have two grand. <laughs> Not to be outdone, uh, Melbourne's Philosophical Institute started an exploration committee. Now, basically, it's just a bunch of richy bigwigs in uh, Melbourne. Uh, there was now a race on between South Australia and Victoria. Then Victoria's Parliament announced they were offering six thousand pounds for exploring Central and Northern Australia. Yeah, oh, take that, yeah. South Australia. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> What's Fucking up? Melbourne money, bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, Melbourne cash. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> there just weren't a lot of potential explorers in Victoria. There was one man, Major Peter Egerton Warburton, who was an ex-army officer, now working as a police officer. His claim to fame was leading a recovery party to save a surveying team in South Australia. He made discoveries along the way. Unfortunately, he didn't like working with camels. Wait. (laughs) And he was South Australian. That's right. The Melbourne... The Melbourne Philosophical Institute Exploration Committee had decided that whoever went exploring would use camels. Why? Nobody Why knows. They, you know what? They had a camel sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> the camels got on board. Yeah. They spent some money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. horses would be more practical, but we're going to work with camels. Uh, you know, let, let's use a, a species that is not native here. Yeah. It just seems like a good idea. Well, we actually found a camel. Uh, that's what this is all about. We've got a camel burning a hole in our pocket for a while. So the committee put an ad in the paper. The applications came in. They were pretty much all terrible. Fifteen men applied. Only four had experience. And only one had led an expedition. His Uh, name was Gustav Van Temsky. He said that in America, he had drilled and fought Indians, blacks, whites, and redskins. Which is not at all exploring. And he was just colorblind. He was like, anyone who's not me, I'm going down. A few of the men who applied were just lunatics. There was a lot of infighting. <laughs> it's so great to see a I'm, lunatic application. Right. But kudos to a lunatic who's taking time to apply for jobs. <laughs> I, I'm a lunatic. But you know what? I'm still getting my job searching going. <laughs> I want to go because I want to find bananas. Well... Okay, that's getting closer. Uh, we're liking what we hear. How do you feel about camels? They're the devil! They killed my mommy! All right. You're in first place, but we'll come back. <laughs> we like a lot of your stuff. Especially here when you wrote name French fries. That was... That's interesting. That's what they told me to say. We're getting a good feeling off of you right from the beginning. Really just... Enough hard sell. 
There was a lot of infighting on the Melbourne committee. Meanwhile, Stewart set out again from South Australia to find the center of the continent. Then he was going to blow all the way through that fucker and hit the north coast. The pressure was on in Melbourne. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The committee then made up their own list of possible explorers. One was a police superintendent named Robert O'Hara Burke. Mm. Oh, that's, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> that guy? <laughs> Kidding me right now? He had zero experience. They were having a hard time choosing between Burke and the guy who had killed Indians over in America. <laughs> killed everyone over in America. I mean, they both have a so, lot of strong, right. strong qualities that we're we looking for. We have the for. guy with absolutely no experience, yeah. or the guy who thinks exploring is mass murder. <laughs> this is really tough. <laughs> They're both going to be terrible. <laughs> then, on June 16th, 1860, the camels arrived. Yeah. Uh, they had been brought for the exploration Boom. journey. 25 sweet-ass camels. 20, Hot just like exploring camels. Just yeah. 25 camels. 25, 25 camels. fucking camels. And I guess the theory is that there won't be any climate problem. Like, the camels will be fine, They're right? Fine. The same climate as the desert, basically. Yes. Right? Well, it's it's desert. desert. It's mostly desert. Yeah, right. right. Okay. And they're camels. Yeah, right. Especially okay. the Gold Coast. It's almost all desert. No, right. <laughs> they were, uh, the camels were run through the streets of Melbourne to people's excitement. I mean, who? I would be like, what is happening? <laughs> They're excited. The new horses are fucked up! <laughs> they were put in the stables at Parliament. Now that the camels were here... <laughs> yeah, I know. Look, nobody gets it. What? Were what they elected? We... <laughs> what do we do with the camels? <laughs> I mean, that's the question. That's, you should be asking that before you get camels in your country. We got a lot of camels, you guys. We overbought camels. They were so drunk on Amazon last yeah. night. I bought 25 camels. We needed eight, maybe. Like 50 in humps. I just accidentally overdid it with the quantity. It's 50 humps. So now that the camels were here, they had to pick an explorer. Yeah. So the exploration. Not the camels. <laughs> camels, who are you liking, yeah. huh? This man, all right, okay, let me walk you through it. This man murders everyone. He's never done anything. This is French fries. He is a fascinating candidate. Uh, uh, they like fries. These camels love French fries. Uh, this is the exploration committee met, and a bunch of them boycotted and stayed home because they were upset about other members' personal motives. I am. That's how they end up picking Robert Burke. Ten votes to five. He was perfect. He had never traveled outside of the settlements of Australia. <laughs> he sounds really good. For it's, the... yeah. No, he's perfect. He's like a guy from the suburbs, and you're going to send him to the moon. Yeah. It's like he won a contest. Newspapers weren't sure what to do with this announcement. They looked into his past. He was born in Ireland in 1820. Oh, he grew up privileged. He entered the military at... It says two here, but that can't be right. That's. Uh, call me sir, goddammit! Man, sir! Man, sir! Nana! I'll take it! I am Nana! So he, I think that's 20. I think that's, I bet that's 20. Or it's two. 
but he didn't join the British Army. No, he went with the Catholic Austrian Army. Oh, we oh. all remember them from all yeah. the things they yeah. did. Great stuff. Well, they were doing great work back then. Oh, and he was Protestant. So, <laughs> just I like him. He thinks outside the box. <laughs> Anyway, he enjoyed Europe and apparently also enjoyed gambling quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Good. And he was quite a ladies' man. His military career was going very, very well. And then he went AWOL and took off on a spa run through the Alps. (laughs) Sorry. What? Is a spa run a, a spa thing? Or is it run? like a yeah. bar crawl but with spas? <laughs> he had a, what is he, going on? He spawed the shit out of it. You know, he's like, this one's warm. From one spa to another? Yeah, yeah who's... he spawed it up. Really? Yep. Spa run. Is he a yelper? It literally says that right there. <laughs> spa run. The two words are together. Right. You guys have heard of spa run? I'm not familiar with the spa circuit. Yeah. <laughs> Get on it. Get in the fucking Alps. You'll know some shit. But it really turned out that he was in debt and had to get out of town. He was then made to resign from the army, so he became a cop. Good. That's where you want him. In County Kildare, Ireland. But it was boring being stuck in a little town, so he moved to Dublin. And there he heard stories of gold and adventure in Australia. Right, because he was a gambler, and he went to Dublin, and he thought, fuck it, Dublin or nothing. At the, at the beginning of that, I was like, I wonder what this point is. I was like, oh, he tricked us all. <laughs> he says it with such honesty. You're like, yeah. this is going to be, oh. <laughs> he went somewhere completely different. Uh, so he arrived in Melbourne in 1853. He tried gold mining, but quickly realized that uh, that was no way to get rich. So he joined the police force in a small town and became chief. Between bushrangers and ethnic fighting and gold mining camps, he had his hands full. He turned out, but he turned out to be a very popular police chief. He didn't look great. He didn't buy a police uniform. He wore clothes with, with patches all over them. A sombrero. I'm undercover. Hey. I'm the chief of police. Come on, vamanos, vamanos. Look, let me show you my batch. I mean, patch. <laughs> uh, he had unbrushed hair and a black beard that often had saliva in it. Well, I mean, you know even what? your best case scenario for having spit in your beard isn't good. Yeah. But where else are you going to put it? The camels will feel right at home. <laughs> the camels are like, our leader. Uh, although he did enjoy a bath and was said to spend a lot of time in his outdoor tub reading books. Well, that's just a hangover from his time on the spa circuit. <laughs> he set up a trap door system so his maid could give him food and snacks in the tub without seeing him naked. Wait, trap door? Hang on, what? A trap, you mean a trap door like a tricky door, not a door where the maid was like, do, 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 ah! <laughs> All right, here you go. Keep falling for that fucking trap. That's how it was described in the book I read. Trapdoor. Trapdoor. So maybe it was actually trapdoor. People in the town started to wonder if he was insane. He tri- uh, transferred to Castlemaine, and there he met some rich people. One of them pushed Burke to apply for the explorer job, and he did. But he had once gotten lost on a well-beaten track from Yakin Dada 
to Beechworth, and it was said he couldn't, quote, tell the North from the South in broad daylight. <laughs> I mean, but people say things, right? <laughs> the rumor mill? Come on. You'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, it is believed the committee chose Burke simply because he came from a respectable and rich family. So, it was on. 700 applicants wanted to be part of the journey with Burke. Burke. 700 people wanted to die. <laughs> I love that they can only get 15 applicants for fucking leader, yeah, including seven. lunatics. But once somebody signed up to lead it, morons are like, we'll follow you, whatever it is. Finally. <laughs> Finally an idiot. <laughs> To um, lead us all. Oh, things have changed so much. Yeah, I know. Imagine living in that world. <laughs> Next, Burke ate an onion raw. What? <laughs> skin on? Skin on. Yeah, skin on. It says he ate it like an apple. Didn't take the... And didn't even blink didn't because the... he's a psychopath. <laughs> What's his stance on anal? <laughs> <laughs> Loves it, I get. Love, yep. I mean, I know what a stance is it on says anal. He, had a, he, said it, he says he had a hashtag on his jacket that says, Burke loves anal. <laughs> oh, Burke's backyard. <laughs> a joke that everybody but the hosts of the show understand. It's like, uh... uh, 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 uh The explorer's name is Burke. There was a popular television show that ran for about 20 years here called Burke's Backyard. Backyard is also a euphemism for your ass. That's all the ingredients of the mystery box of that joke. Well, it sounds like it was very funny. It's a good call. looked through these 700 applicants and then tossed out everyone who was qualified and picked people with connections. Picked people with what? Connections. He picked uh, William Brahe, Brahe, whose brother was a friend of a friend. He would be a wagon driver. He picked Henry Kreber, who was a sailor. Robert Fletcher, his dad knew a bunch of people. William Patton, a blacksmith who knew Burke from Ireland. Thomas McDonough, a laborer who knew Burke from Ireland. Patrick Langan had met Burke in Castlemaine and Owen Cohen, who was also a cop and a rhymer. Hey, and a cop and a rhymer? Yeah. Fucking hell. No, I put that in because his name rhymed. That's not real. Oh. I thought he was like the anti-fucking NWA. I was like, fuck me. That would be... I'm the police. I mean, it would be amazing if they brought a rhymer on this show. Right? He's like always stressing out. He's like, oh, fucking, I gotta arrest him with a rhyme again. How many things fucking rhyme with Burke? Look, in this city you are a pest. Now I pronounce you under arrest. Put your fucking hands behind your back. Don't look at me like I'm on the attack. Oh my god, what have I done? This job is not a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm off duty. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> this is clearly a well-oiled, perfect team for exploring. Oh, a dream team. No. The surveyor. The surveyor was chosen. Oh yeah. Important His, position, right? Yep. Yeah. His name was William Wills. <laughs> he was. Will, his name was William Wills. Yeah. Like I'm familiar with this tale, but I did not know that Wills's first name was William. Yeah. He had a fucking double will. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. I think you got your next show. I respect that. <laughs> I need to meet a comedian called Burke, and we could fucking have a double act. <laughs> he was 26 years old and had been born in England. He had a speech impediment and an extraordinary sense of direction. So his name wasn't William Wills. Yeah. Someone just misunderstood his speech impediment. <laughs> and you are... Everyone welcome William Wills! <laughs> Okay, guys, my name. William, 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 Wills Jones. No. Willie Wills. Okay. So he has an extraordinary sense of direction. He and his brother came to Australia in the gold rush, but ended up working as shepherds. He was obsessed with science and finally got a job as an assistant at Flagstaff Observatory. He was also, uh, he also felt that he was superior to others and held very strong opinions. This journey was his dream. So, he seems to have the perfect guy for Surveyor. Yeah, no, his heart seems like it's in the right place. Except maybe his physicality. He was described as, quote, having a light, clean frame and a handiness such as it often is seen in a young girl. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm just a little dankish thing. <laughs> I assume that's his speech impediment. <laughs> yeah, Tourette's speech impediment. It's always a different speech impediment every time. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Wagon driver, uh, sailor, son of a guy, blacksmith, labor cop, and a guy he knew. That's them. That's the committee. Uh, they're ready to go. 26 camels, 23 horses, 19 men, and six wagons. One of the other men was a foreman named Ferguson. He was trouble. Owen Cohen told Burke that you'll have to shoot that man. (laughs) Yeah, he's a dick. (laughs) They took off on August 20th, 1860 and made it as far as Essendon. (laughs) Hang on, where are they going from? Trying to go to the top of the island. From Melbourne? Yeah. That's one suburb. Yep. Like literally one suburb. Yeah. What a ride, huh? You've made it halfway to where my football team is located. <laughs> Two camels dead, too. This is four humps. We lost, uh, we lost 40 guys. We started with 19. Yeah. This is why I try to trip. They're like, first, let's go to the airport. <laughs> All right. That would work better in Victoria where you knew that that's where the airport is. <laughs> so... So they make it to Essendon, and then they made camp, and then Fletcher, Kreber, and Cohen were fired. <laughs> Good first day, guys. At least they don't have to walk far to get home. <laughs> Mate, they would have gone a scenic route. Let's go via Fitzroy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the deputy of the expedition was named George Landles, and uh, became apparent very quickly that he was volatile and stubborn. That night... Burke rode back to Melbourne on a horse to watch a play. I mean, if you can go back overnight to see a play, you're not exploring. You're not. 
That's not exploring. I mean, I'm exhausted from exploring. Explored so far today. I'm gonna explore back there real quick, catch a, catch a play. I'll explore over in the morning and then we can finish exploring, which I'm excited to do. And good at. Good night. Uh, he, he returned the next morning. As they made their way north, the rains came. It didn't seem like they would stop. Turns out camels are made for the desert, not mud. Hmm. The wagons and animals were also bogged down by unnecessary equipment Burke had brought. Like what? For example. <laughs> he brought a, an oak table with two oak stools. I mean... Well, I'm not going to eat on the ground like a savage. How do you take a coffee break? Sit down, everyone. Come on. <laughs> two chairs, too. For me and a guest. <laughs> <laughs> Who gets the stool today? Mm. Uh, he also brought a large bathtub. <laughs> That's just so fucking insane. You know what, though? Once you've been on the fucking spa circuit... <laughs> it's just in you forever, yeah, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. Like, I've a hard day exploring. Who doesn't want a bath? Did he bring a trap door? <laughs> and for some reason it was slow going it turned out that horses and, uh, and cows are scared shitless of camels yeah because they've never seen them yeah, before yeah, yeah. so whenever they would pass a ranch all the animals would bolt and every town they went to ah! on the third day <laughs> I love that even our Australian animals are a little bit racist <laughs> Oh, bloody foreigners from the Middle East coming over here, taking our jobs. They used to be bloody kangaroos jobs, mate. Stop the humps. Here come them ISIS camels. How's Darren meant to work? Lost his hand to be a bottle opener? Now his job's been taken by... It doesn't even have his balls anymore. They're opening bottles. How many bottles do they have? What, you can't... <laughs> What's that, Skip? I, uh... Oh, shit. Uh, on the third day, one of the Indian sepoys quit. On day three, they were down four men. So, Burke decided to just hire casual laborers as he went along. <laughs> Just casual, casual uh, yeah. just some casual days exploring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exploring seems to be one of those things you're either committed to or you're not. And like, he's just picking up, someone picking up people who are less into it than him. Look, I'm not going to full explore, but I'll go from here to there because I was walking in that direction anyway. <laughs> and if your question is, do we have a bathtub? Of course we do. We're not idiots, gentlemen. <laughs> they traveled 12 hours a day. After a week, they had gone 100 kilometers, but they were still in farm country. Settlers just came up to gawk at them all the time. <laughs> Look at this noise, man. Uh, by the second week, resentment began to creep into the group. Every day, Burke would ride ahead while the others struggled with the camels. Then at night, Burke would go to a close pub or farmhouse instead of camping with the men who were always soaking wet from the rain. This meant when Burke was not dealing with the everyday problems 
of the camp. And camels were not dealing with the nonstop rain or pace either. But they're fucking camels. They're like... <laughs> they got diarrhea and inflamed membranes in their mouths. Oh. Look, if you guys are going to moan at diarrhea, this story is going to be long. I mean, I knew it was a wide brown land, but... God, the guy who has to wipe the camel's ass. He gets the chair that day. Uh, hopefully he gets the tub. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> chair. They finally made it beyond the last of the settlements and were out in the bush. When the group arrived at Swan Hill Station, Burke got a telegram saying there was a warrant out for his arrest. One stolen bath stop. And the warrant came from Melbourne. So he's like, sorry, it took me about an hour and a half. Um, Anyway, this looks like a nightmare. Uh, Are those camel? Okay. um. It turns out he had bounced a check for 96 pounds, which was a very big deal back then. He could get kicked out of the Royal Society. Oh, yeah. Yep. So he wrote a letter to a friend and asked him to cover it. Burke was starting to get paranoid and worried that word would get back to Melbourne that he wasn't doing a good job. So he started sending very defensive letters to Melbourne. <laughs> with just would he no, just walk them back at night with in the just, letters? <laughs> with, with just no idea that they were, whether or not they were upset. But. Yeah, yeah. That's like when you walk into a room and someone's like, I didn't do it. No, yeah. what? <laughs> what? Camels are meant to have diarrhea! <laughs> it's a sign that they're healthy! We just got a... This is just... Fuck you! All capitals. It's written in black, screaming that the camels had diarrhea because he wants them to. (laughs) Anyway, I hope that trip's going well. (laughs) Um, So, uh, after three weeks into the trip, Burke didn't... Burke uh, realized the weight of all his needless shit was slowing everything down. But he didn't get rid of any of it. Oh, you need it, dude. Slice of home. Oh, fuck. This is really... This shit's really fucking everything up, huh? Let's keep going. You know what I think the problem is? The casual workers. <laughs> right. The I'll house, be in the bathtub the house reading. not in it, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, he had to let another Indian Sepoy go because he was too sick. Then he fired three casual laborers he had hired and brought in four new ones. I also need, casual? You guys got to be more casual. <laughs> They were exactly what was needed on this journey. A oh. journalist, an ex-sailor, and a blacksmith. Perfect for all the swords and articles. And, and, and water. Yeah. It, when they hit the, sh- when the ship. Yeah, when they be. find the ocean, yeah. yeah. Soon enough. Uh, and he added an actual explorer who had done this before. Mm, I don't like that decision. <laughs> His name was Bowman. At this point, everyone hated Ferguson, the American. (laughs) Everyone hates Ferguson, yeah. (laughs) Ferguson cops now. Uh, Fergus responded, Ferguson responded by asking for a salary increase. That's how we roll, man. You don't like what we're doing? Fuck you, pay us more. (laughs) There was more rain, and the drivers of the wagons said they had to get their loads reduced, so... 400 kilometers in, Burke sold a bunch of stuff to people at a station uh, in the middle of nowhere at a small town called Belranald. 
About Ronald? Sure. <laughs> uh, Burke then fired six men. Actually, I love it. He thinks he's fucking Donald Trump. Yeah, he really is having a fucking Town to party. town with these fucking bots. Like, you're fired, you're fired, you're a casual worker, you're fired. I'll be in the bath. All right, but he didn't actually fire them. Oh, what? Oh. He didn't like giving people bad news, so he told them, one of whom was Ferguson, to stay behind and he'd send for them later. Oh, my God. <laughs> he ghosted them. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys wow. are going to wait here. Why? <laughs> are you firing us? No, you're just God. staying here. You promise? I I'm, want I'm just you. taking the bath to a play. Yeah. <laughs> You'll come get me here. Yeah, well. Why are you laughing uh, as you walk away? The men were pissed because it was obvious what he was doing. Uh, Ferguson bet. wanted to fight Burke. And eventually he told them the truth. Then he gave them their final checks, but no shops would take the checks because they knew the expedition was in financial trouble from his bounced check situation. It's all coming together. So, he kept three of the men, but still fired Ferguson and two others. With no cash, the three followed them for 35 kilometers, begging for some money to get back to Melbourne. (laughs) And then they finally gave up and left. Now, it's got to really annoy you at that point when you're 35 kilometers further away from where you would have been if you just resigned yourself to the fact that you weren't going to get money and uh, headed back to Melbourne. I went all in on getting some money on this one. <laughs> no, no. I think you'll break down. You oh, will. Fuck. We should have stopped at K-12. Burke then decided to take a shortcut. <laughs> yeah. off, the, off the track. Yeah, we've Good. been going the wrong way. This turned out to be a bad decision. Really? <laughs> And they ended up in what Burke described as, quote, hell on earth. The animals and wagons could barely mer- move, so Burke and Wills went on ahead. Then the horses were too exhausted to go on. They were unhitched from the wagons and taken to a water hole. Next, Burke turned on the scientists in the group. <laughs> he told them they could no longer ride on animals, and they had to cut down their belongings to 15 kilograms. That basically meant they had to lose all of their scientific equipment. He then lightened the wagons by Literally putting... Literally nothing has changed. <laughs> <laughs> he then lightened the wagons uh, b- uh, by putting all the extra weight on the camels. The doctor, Becker, fainted the first day of walking. Burke still ordered, it, ordered that the doctor not ride and said, quote, walk him until he gives in. Then he barred the doctor from any scientific activities. No more science either. Keeps you up at le- late at night. He ordered the doctor to just attend to the camels. So he's making good decisions of who should You're be You're in charge of the what. camels, Ted Danson. Yeah. <laughs> was his name Becca? Yeah. <laughs> he was a doctor called Becca. That was, like, that was a pretty good joke, actually. I, uh, yeah, I give it two humps up. <laughs> this was all part of a power struggle between Burke and Landell's. Burke had loaded the camels up more because Landell's wanted them unloaded a bit. Landell's job was to keep the camels in good shape for when they would be needed later. So he's a good leader. Like, you listen to your men who you've hired to be experts, right. but, and then you go, fuck off, I'm going to do the opposite. Burke hated the camels. <laughs> now Burke and the camels have a thing? Yeah. Ooh. Uh. Burke and Landell's began openly fighting in front of everyone. After the fight, 
Burke started to give Wills more responsibility, responsibilities that used to be Landell's. Mm. Oh, yeah. Nice. I love that move. I like it. Yeah. Then the camels decided to take off. <laughs> no, they didn't. Time. No, they didn't, though. Four fucking Burke and Wills have got together and fucking undermined the camels. That's what's happened, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, four men attempted to go after the camels, but then they got lost. I mean, those are going to be the guys who end up actually doing this journey on accident. <laughs> Three of the men returned later that night, and the last one didn't get back till noon the next day. They then paid an aboriginal tracker to find the camels, which wasn't hard since they were one kilometer away eating. Yeah, but what you don't understand, mate, is those people had no skills before we got here. (laughs) It was lucky for them that we arrived. (laughs) Then on October 14th, a horse stepped on Dr. Becker's foot. The nail of his foot was pushed down into the bone. Now we had a doctor. Now he had to ride a horse. Yeah, right. Not necessarily. (laughs) At the next stop, as Lendell's arrived after everyone else because of the camels, uh, he was immediately told that he was fired by Wills. Lendell's then called Burke insane, and then Burke challenged Lendell's to a duel. (laughs) Always good. Thus proving his point. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Lendell's took a pass on the duel and just resigned. I just quit. I just... Yeah, I don't want to die for uh, <laughs> a camels. fucking idiot and over camels. I'm going to walk away from this shit because you're all fucked. Uh, so, uh, he resigns. Will was now deputy leader. They traveled 750 kilometers over 56 days. 11 men had been fired or quit. Eight had been hired and five of those were gone. So and how many... The easiest part of the journey it just ended. Uh, yeah, they've essentially made it to Canberra. <laughs> uh, oh, so they had now gone as far as European settlement had gone. Okay. They were at the last outpost. It was all wild nature from now on. Good. But because the trip had taken so long, this was the wrong time to be moving into the territory ahead. <laughs> it was about to get beyond hot. That's when they discovered all the meat had rotted. Oh, boy. <laughs> what, what, what else happens to meat? I mean... Well, you have a bathtub so you can clean it up. <laughs> I, I mean, they the, really how actually could have... They, they could have filled the, a bathtub with ice like yeah. a, every day yeah. and left the meat in it. Yeah. And beers. Totally. You have cool beers in there. You put yeah. some beers some in there. At night, you have a fucking... Box, yeah, right? Maybe a little, a little potato salad. salad. Yeah. We're on the road. Fries. Yeah, fucking fuck it. Keep Kiss the cook. What we're saying is use the fucking bathtub, bitch. Right. Yeah, ice it up for your fucking meat. <laughs> Burke then split the party up. He told four men to stay behind and that he would send for them when he... <laughs> Are you firing us? Are you firing us? Oh, my God. <laughs> he, would, he would send for them when he set up a depot at Cooper Creek. Yeah. Burke then went to a local pub. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's working. He's, like, still able to right. afford that lifestyle. I mean, he's killing it, to I mean, if you're him, you're like, shit, this trip's right. been a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been fun. I've Those seen camels some some pubs. Man. Finally I've never real... been cleaner. Well, since the spa run. 
Spielberg's Spa Run is going to be a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he went to a local pub where he met a bushman named Wright. And Wright, after drinking together, they uh, volunteered to be their guide. So off they went into the desert, leaving four men behind with most of the supplies they would need to survive. Okay. Just because he's drunk and he's like, I'm out of here. No, he's like, you guys stay because you're slowing us down. And they're like, but you're being slowed down because we have all this stuff. And he's like, fuck, fuck the same, off. The same thing. Fuck you. You're not fired. Yeah, off they went. Uh, so I'm going to call that Camp Camp One. All right? Okay. You're going to call it Camp Camp One? Camp, or but camp that camp one? is Camp One. Camp One. It's Camp One. No. Camp Camp One. You doubled the camp again. It's camp, camp, camp one. Do you have a speech impediment? Uh, Burke made good progress because he had gotten rid of all the scientists and they were now a more lean, mean, moving machine. Yeah. yeah. It was all going well. Burke uh, then made right the Bushmen they had just met third in command. Good. They sent Wright back to bring the others to catch up with them. Oh, okay. So they're not firing him. They're no. Along. No, but things have uh, changed. Burke and company made their way on the camels through the desert to Cooper Creek. Suddenly, there were tons of animals and plants. They were in the territory of four aboriginal groups. Burke and Wills both wrote how annoying the aboriginals were. (laughs) Wills said only pointing a gun at them would make them go away. Jesus. Because that's exactly what you do in the middle of nowhere when you're the the only people who know what's happening around there. You just point your fucking guns at them. Yeah. The only people that could possibly tell you what's going on. Right? White people. <laughs> Wright got back to the guys who were left behind at Camp One. He told them he was now in charge, and oh. they needed to bring the supplies up. Huh. And all the guys were like, fuck you. <laughs> they had no intention of following Wright, the Bushman, and they didn't believe he was in charge. Right? <laughs> what is happening? Well, that means that, like, I mean, he's made a bold move, yeah. and it hasn't paid off in any way. No. Like, he's like, I'll tell them I'm in charge. Yeah. Oh, then I don't believe it. Fuck. Now come with me, then, Jesus. It seemed like a great idea. So, uh, whoop, whoop, sorry. It's okay. Wait, wait. Uh, I haven't been drinking. What? Huh? You want to Okay, so Wright, Wright wasn't sure what to do. He had uh, to move uh, 600 tons of supplies over 600 kilometers, and no one would help him. Then Wait, suddenly... That's how much he had to move? Yeah. That's a shit, right? Yeah, that's a lot. They got a okay. lot of shit. Um, then suddenly Trooper Lyons showed up. He was a cop, and he'd been sent with messages for Burke that he said he would, could only deliver to Burke himself. So, Wright went off with lions and a blacksmith and an aboriginal tracker. Once Lion got his message to Burke, he was supposed to bring back camels and horses for the supplies at Camp One. So there's a plan going on here. Okay. Meanwhile, at what I will now call Camp Two at Cooper Creek, both Burke and Wills were going off on solo missions trying to find a way north, and it was not going well. One day, Wills took a man named McDonough and three camels out with him. They went 130 kilometers. They were exhausted, so they got off the camels. <laughs> I'm so tired from sitting on this other thing doing all the work. <laughs> then the camels ran off. Well, it won't be far. <laughs> I can't believe that doesn't work out in the middle of nowhere. 
getting off camels. I mean, when they're running, like, no, oh, god damn it. I thought they were more like dogs. Sit, sit, shit, stay. stay. Do these camels know sit or don't they? Paw. Paw? Paw. (laughs) Shake my hand, give me paw. (laughs) So they were stuck in a very hot place with 35 liters of water, water in a leaking bag. I mean, they're, uh, this is, they're just idiots. <laughs> they left all their equipment and walked 15 kilometers and luckily found three water pools. They filled the water bag and they walked for two days in the heat back to Camp 2. When they got there, Camp 2 was overrun by rats. What? <laughs> How? How is that How even, is that even... Do you, mean, you, don't mean, you mean like there's just a lot of rats. It's not like there's a bunch of splinters there like, fuck you, you're our slaves. <laughs> That's what I was imagining, like yeah. Planet of the Rats. Yeah, like, there was like a Caesar rat who was like taking charge. Off with their heads. Cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheese up. Cheese. I'll vamp on cheese. I can't do one more. Cheese up. I'm going to open it slowly, so say it again. Cheese. What else you got? That's it. Cheese, please. So. It's overrun by rats. The rats came and attacked uh, food, leather, and bedding. They hung the gear up, but then the rats just attacked the men, chewing on their hair and toenails while they slept. What the fuck? I mean... Welcome to Rat Island. uh, You never seen the show Rat Island? You know what? I'm kind of fucking proud right now. Of what? Little fucking Aussie rats defending oh, okay, our fucking... Yeah, you know okay, what I mean? Yeah. I, go, like, I get like, the rat I'm, angle. Yeah, yeah, like the fucking I'm on the rat side. Fuck these idiots. <laughs> Is the bathtub okay? Yeah, bathtub fine. Thank God. <laughs> uh, one man trapped and shot 300 rats in one night. Wow. Oh. So Bert decided to leave the camp and move it somewhere else. A few kilometers up the Cooper. And Burke wanted to move now, not wait for better, cooler weather to go ahead. Exactly the kind of decision a man who has never been on an expedition makes. He decided to split the group again. He would just take three men and head north, leaving William Brahe to command the camp and uh, to go back if they didn't return. (laughs) Of the four men he was leaving behind, one was the expert on caring for camels. I got a good feeling about the camel aspect of this story. (laughs) He told Brahe that Wright was due to arrive any day with supplies, so they should be fine. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Coming up from Camp One? Yeah, Yeah, Wright's coming. Yeah, Wright's coming. He ordered two horses killed and the meat jerked. (laughs) Okay. Yep. You mean the horse meat? (laughs) No, they were two separate things. All right. Kill the horses! And jerk the meat. Do it at the same time. How fun is it to kill that horse? Mm. Take your ring off. No, it doesn't hurt. It reminds me of her. (laughs) And it hurts. It's both. It's a twofer. Well... Both things hurt. Both. (laughs) Burke was sure that he'd make it to the North Coast, then make it back in just 90 days. Yeah. He actually... Why wouldn't he be? Yeah, what... I mean, with the progress he's made, how's that not going to happen? I think when you said that, there might have been an actual spit take. Yep. 
Uh, he actually had to do it in 90 days because if they didn't average 30 kilometers a day, they would run out of food. So it shouldn't be, a, shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, no, they'll be fine. There's, there's, lots no of reason, there's no reason to wait for a right to come out with all the supplies. No. Just go. Go. There was Make rats. it fucking happen. Move. You got and on uh, December 16th, four men, Burks, Wills, Gray, and King, left Camp 2. On December 19th at Camp 1, Beckler, who is different from Becker, oh, that's Beckler, saw an emaciated, horrible-looking man stumbling along. It was the aboriginal tracker who had gone with Trooper Lyons. All the horses were dead, and the two other men couldn't move. The trekker had been walking a week. One man, Beckler, and an aboriginal guide from the camp took three camels and a horse to find them. It took a week. They had survived by staying under a horse blanket for two weeks. They were raw from scratching due to mosquito bites. I mean, I'm kind of proud of the mosquitoes, too. You've got their back. Yeah, I mean, Aussie fucking mosquitoes biting for fucking Australia, surviving those conditions. Yeah. Good work, fellas. <laughs> mozzie, mozzie, mozzie. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> yes, even I'm surprised they pulled that one out. <laughs> uh, their story was not a good one. First, the two men had started vomiting and experiencing diarrhea. Then their horses died. Then they tried to walk back so thirsty they peed into their own mouths. Oh, oh yeah, that's, that's what they say. <laughs> but you know what? Sometimes you're in the desert and you're like, you know what, let's pay it now, And that's how Foster's was invented. Um, so, uh, that's just like, imagine if you like saw that from a distance. <laughs> You think those guys are lost, or what are they? Oh. Hey guys, there's a house over here. Ah! Ah! You guys seen Burke and Will's one cup? <laughs> <laughs> Were they peeing into their own mouths or into each other's mouths? And this is a valuable question. No, it doesn't say, but I would imagine they peed into each other's mouths. I would hope. I would just say, from a hydration yeah. standpoint, I would hope. I mean, it's pissing. easier to get it in. It's funnier to pee in your own mouth. Right. Yes, but it's harder. Yeah. It's way harder. Yeah. But when you get those drops, oh. man. Sweet relief. Love it, right? The winner's circle with those drops no. in your mouth. The pee's not sweeter than that, gentlemen. No. I haven't had some this good since I jerked that horse. No, no, no. We were supposed to... What? No, no. Sorry. Oh, I jerked the horses. <laughs> Explains why they died. Well. So well anyway, anyway <laughs> we have a lot of stuff to drink now. Oh, my God, the milk. <laughs> Quick, someone pee in my mouth. Uh, at first, local Aborigines gave them food, but then they just moved on. The two men had been sitting around eating plants. So, he finds these guys. They give him this story. What to do, right? Beckler gave them supplies and camels and then decided he wanted to keep going, being an explorer. So he told the guys he was going to head for the Goningberry Ranges with his Aboriginal guide. Okay. okay. So he, the guys he found, he just then left. The two guys who almost died would have to walk back. So off Beckler went. Uh, the two argued about which way to go, and then one of them just walked off on his own. 
I mean, there's times for temper tantrums and there's time for temper tantrums. <laughs> Beckler happened across him a week later when he was coming back. The man was wandering in circles, delirious. <laughs> it's a vast land. I've seen it all. <laughs> they never said what happened to the other one. Well, I think we know that he didn't go on to have a good career in showbiz or something. He's probably dead. Meanwhile, Burke and his crew marched on. The camels were overweighted and couldn't walk in midday heat. Uh, you know, obviously, because they're camels. Uh, they were actually doing well, and all four were getting along. Dehydration was a constant threat, though, and the desert was endless. They were now in western Queensland, uh, in a place known as Channel Country. On December 27th, they got lucky. They had been climbing and descending sand dunes for days when they crested one and looked out at a floodplain full of plants and tons of birds. They had found a branch of the mm, Diamantina River. Yeah, pretty. That was actually not bad. Yeah, I think that was right. Diamantina. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, Dusty Diamantina. Yeah. Exactly. They're uh, just a tad west, and they would have perished in endless dunes. So they got lucky. Okay. okay. Nice. Uh, now water was not going to be a problem because of all that sweet river water. Uh, they could follow the river system to the north coast, but the camels were not doing so well, and they had another 1,200 kilometers to go to reach the coast. The camels are equipped for the desert, not so much the tropics. They can handle great distances, but they need a lot of rest. Burke was making them march 12 hours a day, and the camels weren't eating enough because of it. They continued on. It was a lush area with huge trees, flocks of pelicans, and kangaroos. All looked well. Then the terrain became worse. Small, sharp stones replaced the green grasslands. The camel's feet were not prepared for this. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. They were up against another mountain range, and this one was particularly difficult to get through. They traveled right route after route, the camels were bleeding, sweating, and constantly groaning. Are you talking about bleeding camel toes? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, if that's what was happening, you know the camels had attitude on that trip, too. No, fuck, I'm not going. I'm not mad, I'm not going. No, whatever. Sharp rocks. <laughs> At the exact same time, at Camp 1, Wright finally set out toward Camp 2 with the supplies for Perfect. Who had left a long time ago. Perfect. Wright's journey was immediately a nightmare. He left Camp 1 on January 26th, but it came quickly apparent that his crew was not up for it. They had 13 horses and 10 camels and as much food as could be carried, but the new horses didn't like following rules and they were constantly running off. Well... They were casual horses. <laughs> Didn't like following rules. Yeah, no, no, not like you those obedient You can tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. <laughs> run, just run. That's what you do. No, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm an anti-authority anti horse. <laughs> I don't trot. I don't fucking trot. What'd you say, bitch? Yeah. I look like some kind of trot horse. Fuck you. I also love that in everything they have to have the camels. They're just like, hey, right. fuck, take ten no, camels. camels. We can't get rid of them. No. Look, I know, we all know we're going to be eating hump meat in no time. We'll be living on humps. Uh, so, um, the, so the, also the horses are keep, keep throwing their loads off. The aboriginal guide... 
I mean, we and it's so you can just right. gloss over that. It's like, yeah, of course, of course, the horse, of course, it's a nightmare. Keep going, Dave. So, well, that's what happens when you jerk the horses. Yeah, that's why you got to jerk the horses. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not having any equipment. I mean, I could go for a jaunt. Yeah. You know what? I will carry this load if you give me a little sum sum. Take the ring off. Because of it. Why don't you use your mouth, bro? Oh, man. I mean, if they ever had to blow the meat. The jokes we'd have. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't blow horses on this trip. I mean, seriously. May as well, right? And then they started blowing horses. Put the blinkers on so I'm not ashamed. I don't like when it looks me in the eye. <laughs> the horse keeps pushing my head down with its hoof. Well, I gotta, I gotta get up early, so. Uh... You know, yeah, I gotta sleep. If you could just take off, uh, I got a big load to carry tomorrow. No, I understand you just did that. No, but, uh... <laughs> I just super tired. I, I forgot to tell you, I have to work early. Yeah, so I'll catch it's like you. a 12-hour walk. Yeah, I just... yeah. So I'll see you later, I guess. Do you want camel fare? Uh, the Aboriginal guide who had rescued uh, Trooper Lyons saw the writing on the wall and bailed after the first day. Smartest guy in the story. Yep. And uh, literally it was writing on the wall. Another Aboriginal guy went, these guys are dickheads, fuck off. <laughs> uh, there were no water holes, as expected. By the third day, the horses were in, quote, shocking condition. The horses eventually needed water so badly they burnt their lips sifting through fire embers in search of water. What the fuck? I mean, A, that's fucked up, but B, that is not the best place to look. I know, right? I mean, like, I'm not blaming the victim, but, like, why are you looking in fire embers for fucking water? Oh, where there's smoke, there's water. That's... That is the least logical place. Like, That's... even in an evolutionary horse sense, where previously have they found water behind burning things? That makes no fucking sense, even in their life as a horse. They are fucking idiot horses. They, I mean, it's an idiot. And they idiot deserve what fucking came to them. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, they find like a chapstick area or something. Um, um, um. Oh, thank God we have a big tub of chapstick. You don't support the Aussie horses, though, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where I was. Oh, there we go. Uh, So, uh, the heat was devastating to Wright's group. They started fighting with each other. They convinced two Aborigines to be the guides to find water holes. The guides quickly realized that water holes had dried up, and they wanted Wright to go in another direction. But he refused. He's always going in the right direction. And they went to their... Thank you. Keep I going. expected him. He didn't do that one. He wrote it earlier. He read the story. 
Um, uh, so anyway, the, those two return to their tribes. They're like, all right, we gave a shot. Good uh, luck, guys. Have fun with the camels. Wright then made a new camp called Rat Point. Hang on. This one's called Rat Point? Yep. After the previous rat? Yep. Yeah. Okay. In their well, honor. This one... To the uh, Fallen 300. Like it was an epic battle. They were like yeah. the 300 rats, yeah, yeah. like in the movie. Yeah, that yeah. took on like oh, man, the 300 so biggest rats. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, if you were imagining 300 yeah. with rats in it like I am, yeah. and instead I'd said that, so you could imagine that. They may take our cheese. Hold out for the cheese, boys. Don't let them through. <laughs> Die if you have to. Those are the Scottish rats? I don't know. <laughs> Irish Scottish rats? It just seemed like they should be Scottish rats. Uh, rat Point was given this name because there were tons of rats. They stayed there for 20 days. Uh, and they just got eaten? I don't know. We'll get back to them. Meanwhile, the, the guys at Camp 2 uh, were dealing with the Aborigines who were fascinated by them. They kept stealing anything they could get their hands on, and one day, Brahe drew a circle in the dirt and said they couldn't cross it. Wait, this is before they invented lines? This was the first lines. <laughs> this circle, you can't... Well, we'll just walk around that and come at you. After he drew the circle, the Aborigines left and came back with spears and body paint. <laughs> they were very pissed about the line. Brahe shot his gun and they scattered. Things were now officially tense at Camp 2. <laughs> On January 27th, Burke and Wills were now at the point of no return. They were now halfway through 90 days. They were using up their supplies faster than they anticipated. But Burke continued on. Smart. Then they hit the tropics. They're in what is now known as Gulf Country. And they arrived at the worst possible time. It was the build-up to monsoon. Humidity is very, very high, and the air is, air is so thick it is difficult to breathe. They became tired, had headaches, and were very irritable. Sleeping was hard. In the heat, they covered themselves with wool blankets to fight off mosquitoes. Oh, Jesus. What about a net? Yeah. I get that you have to travel in time, but get a fucking net. You guys want me to leave? <laughs> no, no, no. Just stay here. We'll come back for you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Baby. Hey, hey, don't Baby. touch. Don't touch. Baby, it was a no, fun I'm not, joke. I feel like I'm fired. This is what I'm talking about. Camel shit on me earlier. <laughs> okay, so uh, so they're halfway through the ninety days, using up their supplies to continue on. Okay, Monsoon so they're totally season. fucked. And uh, they cover themselves with wool blankets. The camel's feet are made for sandy ground, which means they are not made for wet, boggy ground. Gola was a large uh, male camel. Can yeah. I just say, by the way, I love how you keep explaining at every point in this story. By the way. These camels are not meant to be doing this job. <laughs> like, every step is like, nope, they're no good for this, these conditions either. And remember again, these are camels. <laughs> Imperfect in every situation. <laughs> <laughs> not supposed to be here. 
Gola was a large male camel. In early February, he went down a riverbank and got himself stuck. They couldn't find a way out of the river for him, so they just left him. <laughs> Good luck, river camel. I mean, imagine. and that's how the Australian river camels were created. Oh man, a river again! Camel. They probably just didn't leave him. They probably explained yeah. that we're coming back for him. Uh-huh. No, we'll uh-huh. be back. We'll be back. It's so awful, but it's also amazing to just picture what did the camel do? He was just like, okay, I live by a river now. Alone. What is life? I mean, talk about the quandary he got himself into. Every night he's like, what's it all about? (laughs) What a long, strange trip it's been. I feel like six months ago I was just hanging out in the desert. And shit went weird. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Writing existential novels. (laughs) I'm Albert Camlou. (laughs) I'm on Camel River. Well, Camel River. Two humps, one hump. Thinking about that a lot right now. Also thinking about two humps. One hump. I I do have regret over going into the river. (laughs) Retrospect is nasty when you're a camel alone on a river to think all day. Right. And and at least there was no one there to tell the camel to upload it to the fucking cloud. Oh. All right. Okay, wow. It's all right. We'll get through it. I mean, I have the SD cards now, so it's all. Did you know that? Yeah. We got them. Turns out they were in a pack of gum. Just like James Bond. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, all right. So they leave. They leave Gola, and uh, they found the uh, Flinders River and followed it. They were getting close. They could smell the salt water. But the ground was getting wetter, and the camels could not go on. So they unloaded all the gear and made another camp. And then they split up the group again. Good. How long until they're splitting up the humps? Yep. Burke and Wills went on, leaving Gray and King to watch over the camels. The two men would try to make it to the coast. But the ground became impassable swamps, and they stopped, unable to continue. They did not see the ocean. They had made it to within 20 kilometers of the ocean when they turned back. You guys didn't know that part? Fucking make it. Here's your fucking heroes. (laughs) It got really weird. I apologize. I wonder what it was. That's why all of a sudden I was my dad. Um... So, yeah, within 20 kilometers, so brutal. And then they forgot to make any sort of mark at their furthest point north that they had traveled. Just for the record, though, I know we all feel really fucking sad that they're only 20 kilometers away, but that could have taken them about five and a half weeks. Yeah, true. Yeah, because it's just horrible territory. (laughs) And plus they they would have been going around in circles and like, we're splitting up! (laughs) (laughs) You stay here, I'll go on. Uh, Can you jerk me first? But at the camp, King had made a shitload of marks. He just kept carving bees into trees. Burke, my love you. Uh, Is that the, why we call it bark? <laughs> no, it's oh. not. <laughs> sure? Yeah, okay. Um, so, as they prepared for the journey back, the weather went from bad to worse. Rain was falling in torrents. 
The journey back would be more difficult, and Burke had told Brahe at Camp 2 to only wait three months and then give them up for dead. Right now, uh, they were at the two-month mark, and they were standing in mud. It rained often, which caused mud to stick to their boots, the cooking supplies, their bedding, everything, including them. Then the sun would come up, and the mud would harden like concrete. Good. Good. Yeah, it's a good trip. Burke, Wills, Gray, and King were in terrible condition. They were very thin, and their clothes were rotting off their bodies. Their boots were torn. They only had one quarter of their rations left, so Burke ordered daily rations to be cut in half. They also needed to lighten the load more, so Wills dumped more instruments and, quote, a considerable amount of books. I mean, these days, if they had a Kindle, they would have made it. Yeah, true. But you know what? How can you have a fucking bath without a lovely book? It's true. (laughs) You need something to read when you're in the bath. The bath. (laughs) Oh, my God. God, I'm totally regretting the bathtub move. I like to think they still have it. I, uh, I like yeah, to I think at this they, point, yeah. Burke's like, we're down to cutting down rations, but we're still keeping the fucking bath. We are so fucked. We have nothing. I'm going to go take a hot bath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, this is so good for your muscles. I wish I would let you get in this, but I won't. Uh, oh. Feel free oh. to sit at the table. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, can we get rid of the table? How the fuck do you think this is? You know who just lost the seat at the table? You. Get out of here. And no books. No books. No books for you, sir. You may not check one out of the library we brought. <laughs> and Gray, you're overdue! <laughs> I'm trying to run a goddamn library on this trip. I'll be in the bath! <laughs> I, just, I just wonder how many books he had. Just all oh, like, hey, too many. Yeah, like you gotta have something to read. Fuck, it's true. fuck, man. Anyway, he There's ended up out there. Yeah. He ended up burying all his books under a tree and left a note. They still to this day have not been found because they've rotted into nothing. <laughs> uh, you wrote a note. The camels could barely move. They were moving just six kilometers a day on the return. On March 2nd, they came back across Gola, the camel. He was, still in the, he was still in the creek. Hey! 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 Oh, hey, my, God. hey, oh my God! Hey! Oh my God! Oh my God! Hey! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh shit! Oh shit! Holy shit! What the fuck? Oh my fucking God, dude! You guys! Dude! Wow. Talk about a sight for sore hearts. Holy shit. I and know. I mean, my eyes are burning. This climate is terrible yes. for me. I only have one hump left. Wow. So. <laughs> what have you guys been doing? I can tell you so much about this creek. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Because oh, no. Gola was, I mean, whatever was going on inside a camel's brain, there was some version of like, why, where? And there's like, yes, 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 them! <laughs> Gola was still in the creek, but this time they managed to get him out. Fuck yeah! Yeah. But. Gola! Hang on with that applause. <laughs> he was now basically a skeleton camel. 
him in a moment, uh, uh, a rare moment of good luck, they found a plant called a portalac. It tasted good when okay. cooked and had a lot of vitamin A and C, so they avoided scurvy. Oh, nice. They also stumbled across a large python one day. Oh. I didn't know you guys have native pythons. That's pretty. Well, they have camels, so. We brought them here to kill the camels. Yeah. <laughs> we were getting overrun by camels. We brought camels here to kill cane toads. Yep. And then you brought the snake to kill the camels and then the rabbits to kill the snakes. Yeah, exactly. And then the platypus to kill the rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> then the kangaroo to kill the platypus and the redback spider to kill the kangaroo and then uh, Steve Irwin to kill the redback spider then, uh, oh, fuck. Why did you bring, uh, why did you bring the Irish? Uh, to kill the potatoes that were taking over. <laughs> to our kill the booze. <laughs> uh, so they... they find this large python they kill it and they cook that son of a bitch and ate like kings yeah. Yeah. then Burke and Gray spent the night with uh, horrific cases of diarrhea <laughs> Gola the now skeleton camel was not doing well even without a load he couldn't keep up with the group so they left him <laughs> and we know what they did Gola is like fuck what <laughs> seriously guys this is I get it. This, they, they you know like what? Pranks. These are pranks. I'm, I'm not sure. I feel like in that time that that camel had to think by the river bend, it realized that even that existence was better than being fucking saddled with these fucking morons. <laughs> it was yeah. And now it's got back to camp and they're not feeding it. They're just shitting because they've eaten a fucking snake they found in the fucking desert. It's like, you know what? I'm better on my own. You know, I'm going to go to the river. Uh... <laughs> Thanks for trying, guys. Right. Help lower me down. Anyway, they just left him again. So a bunch of guys with not enough food to eat left a giant walking sack of meat. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, right. That was the... Yeah. Right. Anybody forget about that? Oh, what about jerking the camel? Okay. <laughs> or they could just eat. <laughs> it's called an entree. <laughs> an amuse-bouche. The chef would like you to have this little cup of camogies. <laughs> you know, you could have done that. You could have just brought the camel along and jerked him off and had that protein. You know, that's why they call it milk on a camel out in the desert. Wait, why they call it what? Milking a camel. You ever milk the camels? Yeah, you know, that expression, you can take a camel to a glory hole, but you can't suck its dick. <laughs> It's an expression, mate. It's an old Australian expression. The guy on the other end of that glory hole is like, interesting. Uh, this is new. <laughs> After it's done, one of the humps just drops down. Oh, that's better. Give me 30 minutes. <laughs> hey, I'll be back. Can you make me a toasted sandwich? Just make me a toasted sandwich and I'll be... 30 minutes, I'll have two Back with you, I'll be... My humps. My lovely camel nuts. <laughs> Gray started losing his personality and became quiet. Oh boy. Well, who, would, who would get depressed on this trip? Yeah. Uh, the, he had headaches and leg and back pains. Oh, yeah. After he ate the snake, 
uh, and enjoyed a night of diarrhea, he went into rapid decline. I almost thought you were going to say Doritos. Yeah. So I was like, buddy, your diarrhea is here to stay. Doritos. Wait, you had Doritos the whole fucking time? <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys didn't know I ever... Uh, they're in the bathtub. Uh, yeah. Did you say that? Uh, uh, oh. oh, sorry. Um, so he's, he's declining. He's going down. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, slowing the group down, and Wills was resenting him for it. <laughs> How dare you die, you fucking dying cunt! <laughs> at camp, at camp Rat Point, things had gone from bad to worse. Oh, really? No one had boiled the water that they had found along the way, and oh, now they're fucked. Why would you? <laughs> yeah, good, so good, good point. I've got no time for boiling. Yeah, I've got to fight these rats. <laughs> So many of them have come down with dysentery. They were all rapidly losing weight. Then some started showing signs of scurvy and other afflictions. And a man named Stone had advanced syphilis. I'm beating everyone in the syphilis race. He's advanced syphilis. Yeah, he's on a, he's on a different Not trail. remedial. This is the, this is the syphilis the smart kids go to. He's probably yeah, yeah, well, he's probably one of the guys they picked up late on the journey, and they're right. like, "You want a job?" He's like, "Fuck yeah, I got nothing else to do. I'm just, right. I'm just dying of syphilis out here." So I didn't hear the last part, but come on, my man. <laughs> he was now starting to break out in pustules all over his body. Oh. Who wants to be next to that in the hot desert? No one. On March 12th, Wright decided they had to move on, or they would die there. As soon as they got underway, a horse fell dead. <laughs> Gone. I don't, I'm not amused by the horse, but just the idea. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they. Yeah. All, All right, right, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> All right, fuck, let's take 10. Um, Regroup, make some other plans. The fuck just happened? Is that horse allergic to the word go? What just happened here? <laughs> oh. So the horse falls dead. They stopped to camp at Peoria Creek. The doctor, Becker, treated the men as best he could, but the dysentery was terrible. One man was completely delirious, just yelling. <laughs> my <laughs> favorite guy. No, I, 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 I'm if you think about it, oh my God, oh my God. Woo! Yeah, that's what I said. Everybody knows it. <laughs> Can I get more water? And he's really upset because he'd applied to be leader of this expedition. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of their the rest of the men couldn't control their bowels and just lay there in their own waist. Oh. Man, see the camel was better off. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you envy the camel by the river's life at this point. How yeah. <laughs> to be that camel by the river alone? Man. Uh, for Burke and Wills, a dreaded day arrived, March 15th. Burke had told Brahe at Camp 2 that if they didn't arrive by March 15th, he was to assume they were dead and head back. They were 1,100 kilometers away. <laughs> Burke decided to lighten the load. Be close. <laughs> yeah. Very close. Burke decided to lighten the load once again, going through all the equipment and losing what they could. He cut the rations again, exactly the last thing they needed. As they wasted away, walking endlessly, what their bodies needed was more food, not less. 
Then Burke and King started to have leg and back pains. They were suffering from vitamin B deficiency. Then betrayal struck the group. Oh, no. Wills wrote, I found Gray behind a tree eating skilligly. He He explained that he was suffering from dysentery and had taken the flower without leave. I sent him to to report to Mr. Burke and went on. He, having got King to tell Mr. Burke for him, was called up and received a good thrashing. Wait, because he ate a flower? He ate, was eating flour, the group's flour. Oh, flour, okay. (laughs) I just thought he was like, hmm. So essentially, this has just turned into an episode of Survivor. Yes. <laughs> Someone's about it's to be It's going to be nasty for him at tribal jury yeah. tonight. Yep. Flower's a hard thing to hide if you were eating, too. You're like, no, me? I was just looking over there for a place for us to camp. Uh, hey, pop, pop. what's all this? What's all this? Why are you white? Uh, there was powdered donut. Okay. I am, uh, I've been getting into mime. Does anyone have water? Water would be great. Water be lovely. It's so hot out here. My mouth is dry. I, no, I have a yeast infection. <laughs> <laughs> so Burke tells him to cut the ration. Oh, no, we did that. Uh, so from then on, Gray wasn't allowed near the packs without someone watching him. Will was so pissed that he went at, as far as to examine Gray's feces. Uh, that's Gray's anatomy, huh? Jesus. I mean, that now. Why have you been eating flour? Jesus. The surveyor is surveying too much. Wow. Yep. You know, you lost it when you're looking through another man's shit for proof of flour. (laughs) Will's thought Gray was. really says it all right there. (laughs) Will's thought Gray was lying about having dysentery and was just using it as an excuse to steal. The third group, under Wright, were still in a terrible situation. On March 26th, Wright decided they needed to keep moving again. The men who could still move walked on. The others were tied to camels or horses. They found a water hole at Blue Lakes, and they stayed there. The monsoon came to an end. The green areas that Burke and Wills and their group had come through on the way north were now dried up. Uh, suddenly there was no water anywhere and it was no longer hot all the time the temperature dropped at night then it would get hot in the morning good right yeah no, that's alright that's good yeah. as long as you have a pool around you're fine sure well you got that bathtub <laughs> finally Burke decided to kill a camel I mean I'm honestly shocked it took so long yeah. right but with their fists <laughs> oh, oh no, dude <laughs> I was like what Ah. All right, boys, it's going to take a while. Are you talking Work the hump! Work the hump! <laughs> you guys are talking about the original UFC, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how it started. Yeah. Wait, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, you know, no, 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 that fighting, is a terrible right. idea. Guys fighting camels in cages? Right. Uh, please, yeah. that's not a good idea. Two camels in, one comes out. <laughs> Four humps enter, two humps, two humps leave. <laughs> On March the 30th, Bucha the camel was shot in the head. They carved him up and made him into jerky. Greg continued to deteriorate. On April 8th, he fell and couldn't walk. Now he had to be carried. He was a full-blown burden, as Will saw him. (laughs) The next day, Billy the horse went down as well. They shot him and also turned him into jerky. 
Now they were 150 kilometers away from Camp 2 at Cooper Creek. Meanwhile, at Camp 2, things had not been going well for a while. Every morning when they woke, their ankles were swollen and their mouths were increasingly tender and their muscles weakened. They were suffering from scurvy. They could only wait for Burke for so long. Now, with Burke, on April 17th, Gray died. Will's diary recorded it with great empathy. Quote, This morning, about sunrise, Gray died. <laughs> it's fucking wordsmith. <laughs> he put everything in there but the cunt. <laughs> Gray had spent the last days of his life unable to talk, nearly comatose, strapped to a camel. I mean, that's how I want to go. <laughs> Always said that. Hours later, they made him into jerky. <laughs> yeah. You guys okay if I uh, jerk Gray? <laughs> Dude, we're supposed to just make jerky out of him. I don't know. I mean, we all have our own definitions, you know what I mean? We've had this argument on this trip before. Uh, what happens in the desert stays in the desert. What are you talking about, man? Come on, bro. Let's get with the fucking party. Get with the party. I guess we'll use this. Oh, I feel so weird right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like I'm shaking a uh, kangaroo's hand that can give me beer. Well, I mean, if it did do that, you would shake its hand. If, a, if I could shake a kangaroo's hair, hand and beer would come out, well, you guys would, nev- you guys would be, still be out, out there in the bush. You would never come back. If, if kangaroos produced beer, there would be no cities in this place. <laughs> just be, you'd just be out there chasing cats. <laughs> Shake his hand. <laughs> if you if you shook its paw a couple of times and that was a little pouch came like a fucking Foster's or whatever, or maybe a, a better not a Foster's. What about a Cooper's? How about a Cooper's? A Cooper's, sure. But you have to roll it around in the pouch first. <laughs> People in America don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, suckers. Kind <laughs> of roll it. Now, Burke made an amazing decision. He decided that they should bury Gray. Oh, yeah. That is interesting. So, in a total state of exhaustion, when no energy should have been wasted on anything but getting back, he made King dig a grave with a shovel in the hot sun. (laughs) It took an entire day. Oh, my God. You sure about this? You you don't look so good. You might want to dig another one of those (laughs) while you're down there. You know what? Dig two holes. I've got to finish this book anyway. <laughs> just lay in there. We'll put dirt over you. I'll come yeah, back for I'll you. I'll come back for you. I can't do it now. I've just had a bath. <laughs> I'm pruny. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat in there too long. Wow. Anyway, have you guys seen my Sudoku? Yeah. <laughs> the next day, even more stuff was tossed out. Burke said they should just have bare essentials. Pots, rifles and other equipment were left. They were close. They just had to make it to the safety of their waiting comrades at Camp 2. Oh, boy. The landscape started to change, and it was apparent they were close to Cooper Creek. They were feeling pretty good, so they ate the final pieces of Billy the Horse. It's going to be a bad move, huh? They figured they needed it for the last stretch. The surviving camels were not doing well either. On the morning of April 21st, they couldn't walk anymore, so they got on the camels and rode them for the final kilometers toward Camp 2. At around the same time, at Camp 2, Brahe told Patton to shoe the horses, which was perfect timing, because when he was done, Patton collapsed. 
At 10.30 a.m., the suffering Brahe and the others left camp too. Perfect. (laughs) It's all coming together. Burke, Wills, and King rode the camels all day and arrived at Camp Cooper Creek, Camp 2, in the early evening. Burke rode ahead on his camel, shouting to his men at Camp 2. No one yelled back. They finally made it and saw that Camp 2 was abandoned. On a tree was carved, Dig Under! And there was a date, April 21st, 1861. Is this going to be a bunch of books? No, they were like, oh, that's... That's today. Right. Oh, that's fuck. Oh, <laughs> what's the, what are the odds? What are the, oh, uh, boy. Really? Uh, yeah, that's, huh. It just says BRB. <laughs> <laughs> so they missed them by like hours. Yep. <laughs> the other guys had left that morning. The ashes in the fire were still warm. Oh, uh, well, they can at least drink those. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. So awkward. I mean, I've missed friends. I'm trying to meet, like, I tried, was trying to go to a Scorpions concert when I was a kid, and my friend thought I said 8.45, but I said 9. It's kind of the same thing. Very similar. What? It's very similar. Thank you. Sorry, Dave. Okay. Uh, so uh, they dug where it said to dig, and they found a trunk with a note inside. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the ink's still wet. Just the cock and balls. <laughs> we saw you coming and we left. <laughs> Prank. <laughs> Punked. You've been punked, bitch. <laughs> Look at the camera up in the tree. <laughs> uh, here's what the letter said Depot, Cooper's Creek, 21. April 1861. The depot party of the VEE leaves this camp today to return to the Darling. I intend to go to southeast from Camp LX to get to our old track near Baloo. Two of my companions and myself are quite well. The third, Patton, has been unable to walk for the last 18 days as his leg has been severely hurt when thrown by one of our horses. No person has been no person has been up her from the darling. That doesn't sound like a good sentence to write. Uh, we have six camels and 12 horses in good working condition. Ta! <laughs> uh, anyway, hope you guys are good. <laughs> Signed, William Brahe. Uh, the trunk also had flour, sugar, tea, and dried meat. Would you like some tea? <laughs> a little tea right now? A little caffeine? You need a bump? <laughs> sugar? Yes. How do you take it? How do you? Would you like yours with uh, meat or sugar? Sugar jerky. Or both if you'd like. We can also heaps. Yes, you could put a little gray in there too if you want. (laughs) Earl Gray. Uh, Burke, Wells, and King ate and then discussed what to do next. In their condition, they decided they wouldn't be able to catch up to Brahe, so they slept. But Brahe's letter wasn't completely true. They were not in good condition. Patton couldn't even speak. The camels had advanced mange, and the horses were having trouble walking. They were moving very slow, and Burke very possibly could have caught up. 
On the exact. That's why you have to be fucking truthful. You know what? It's like it's the social media effect. It's like people like tweeting like their life's really fucking great when it's not really. That was happening (laughs) even back then. Yeah, yeah. A selfie with a great view, and then like after the fast food restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can't feel it specific fast food. Camels are great. It was just a filter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They've all got scurvy. They can't tell. (laughs) Hashtag camel life. Hashtag desert, hashtag YOLO. <laughs> hashtag lifestyle, hashtag I love my friends. <laughs> <laughs> the second letter is just all hashtags. <laughs> hashtag rats, hashtag aborigines. <laughs> hashtag trending, how does that even, what does that even mean? <laughs> hashtag scurvy. <laughs> Hashtag scurvy. Hashtag everything burns. <laughs> hashtag I'm covered in boils. Hashtag dying. <laughs> hashtag diarrhea. Hashtag jerk off a camel. <laughs> hashtag semen. Camel semen. Not that bad. Hashtag don't judge us. Hashtag one time. <laughs> hashtag protein. Hashtag ripped. <laughs> 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 Uh, at the exact same day, uh, at the party under the charge of right, a delirious man attacked anyone who came near him. Like the son of this guy. Stone was shitting blood, and Becker kept fainting. Baluch was covered in sores. They left Camp One three months ago and had gone 450 kilometers. April 22nd came. Burke Wills King woke up at Camp Two on the Cooper Creek. They were 600 kilometers from Camp 1, but instead of following their tracks back the way they had come, Burke decided they should try for Mount Hopeless. <laughs> you know what? We've already been that way. Let's take the scenic route back. Let's have some fun. Mount Hopeless, I'm sure it's ironic. <laughs> it sounds great. Oh, hopeless. <laughs> I mean, just uh, over, we just, just have to go through completely fucked canyon. And then right over certain death gorge, and we'll be right there. And then we'll just drop off, eat each other rich. <laughs> I, I'm happy with what nothing. happened. I got nothing. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Hashtag I love my friends. Uh, Mount Hopeless was a police outpost 250 kilometers away, which meant going through completely unknown terrain. They found that Brahe had left a lot of supplies in the trunk. Burke wrote a, le- wrote a letter about their journey and put it in the trunk. They buried it where they had dug it up, and then they raked over it, making it look exactly the way it had been when they arrived. I'm sorry, what, for why? what purpose? For what purpose? They didn't want ab- aborigines to find it and dig it up, so they made it look like no one had ever been there. But then my guess is there's a downside to that thinking. No. This is a, this is a great idea. Look, I if mean, you're stuck in the middle of nowhere and you but, might be dying, the thing you do is make it look like no one's been there. Don't worry, nobody I mean, will ever find this. The good news about the desert is each bit of it is incredibly distinctive. Yeah. yeah. We'll draw a circle over it. They hate circles. Boy, it's windy today. Let's get moving. You could at least carve, like, fuck, cunt, and an arrow in a tree. 
right? Right, anything. For sure, fun. I mean, yeah, go with fuck cunt. <laughs> yeah, for Richard is like, fuck like cunt. Fuck uh, <laughs> cunt. Ooh. The white man is really filthy mouthed. Okay, so... I can't believe they did that. Uh, King asked if they should carve another message on the tree, but Burke said no. Too obvious. The word dig serves our purpose as much as it served theirs. Yeah. So, when they left, it looked like no one had ever come to the camp after Brahe left. Meanwhile, Wright's group was starting to fall apart. Stone died. His last two hours on Earth were spent waving his revolver around. You can have this gun when you get it out of my cold, dead hands. All right, and now. There we go. All righty. Hell of an offer. Hell of a guy. (laughs) Purcell died the next day. On April 27th, Becker slipped into a coma. At the same time, Burke, Wills, and King made their way to, to Mount Hopeless, or tried. On April 28th, a camel named Linda got sick, stuck in quicksand. Got stuck in quicksand. But also, I love that they named one of their camels Linda. Like, what's that about? It's just the three of us guys and Linda now. Hey, you guys, we can't jerk that one. Uh, uh, Hey, let's finger the camel. Linda. Linda. Yeah, she got stuck in quicksand. Sure. Like like they were in a cartoon. They were probably arguing over directions. (laughs) They couldn't get Linda out of the quicksand, so they shot her and spent the day going into the swamp and cutting pieces off of her. What else are you going to do? Now it's like a takeaway situation. Uh, The next next day, they headed out with one camel left. (laughs) My God. On April 28th, 29th, sorry, uh... I'll be okay. Wright. Wright finally had a turn of luck. Uh-huh. What happened? Brahe, on his trip from Camp 2 to Camp 1, stumbled across Wright and his group. The two groups had miraculously met up in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's so great that they're so stupid. They're like, hey! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! You look like shit! I mean, holy shit! What What? other fucking chance? You look bad! Good. You guys, we don't so, look good. You know. Right. My, my guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Why is that guy in a bag of diarrhea? <laughs> Ask the doctor. He's in a coma. <laughs> what happened to Linda? Oh, here, uh, come over here. Uh, take a seat, man. Look, we figured her as long as we could. All right, I'll handle this. I'll handle this. I'll handle this. That's why I took him away for a second. I'll handle this. Don't help right now. Hey, man. Saying goodbye is hard, I know. I'm sure you heard him say that we were fingering the camel. You know. Why don't you jump in, actually? I felt like you had a good handle on it earlier. Uh, the next day, Becker died in his tent. Most of the men now had advanced scurvy and beriberi, and McDonough was still crippled after being kicked by a horse. Wright and Brahe decided they should head up to camp to... He, he still hadn't recovered from that walking around the desert? You think all that lack of water would help? 
he's being crippled from a horse hadn't cleared up. He gets kicked by a horse and he's like, ah, man, I wish there was a way for me to not walk. Something will come to me. Let's go, horsey. Wright and Brahe decided that they should head to Camp 2 just to make sure Burke had not returned, so they took off on a 150-kilometer journey. We're going to split up, boys. Meanwhile, the last camel, Raha, with Burke and Wills, wasn't doing well. Really? He was pretty much toast. He started trembling and sweating and finally went down. This was on May 6th. The last camel was dead. Instead of turning around and making their way back to Camp 1, on a known track, Burke kept them going on to Mount Hopeless. Man... But Cooper Creek had now split into a bunch of smaller tributaries. They kept following the wrong ones. Good. It's a good, yeah, it's a good plan. Wills started going on solo missions, but they all proved fruitless. One day, Wills came upon a very friendly Aborigine tribe. They let him sleep in one of their gunyas and gave him food. On this exact same day, Brahe and Wright arrived at Camp 2. They looked around, and nothing had changed. No one had come to the camp because the trunk was right where they had buried it. Burke made, it sh- made sure it looked like no one had been there. And yep, they, hadn't no left a, they hadn't left a message on a tree. Like, But why, I, okay, but yep. why couldn't they have like, hidden the thing but put a message in the trunk that was like, we're here, but we hid the thing? Hashtag we're here. Well, Hashtag we hid the thing. <laughs> yeah, but there's no reason to dig up the trunk. Because it looks but like they would have, maybe they would have anyway, just to see if there was a secret message. Yeah, right? but they didn't because it looked the same. Fuck. I they could have just there. carved in a tree, like I said. Fuck yeah, hard. but maybe ah. like you could still like compromise. That's compromise. Still have the security, yeah. but like security for what? Little, put some branches well, over. From it the something. yeah, the dig is already carved in there. Dig two. Just put a two under dig. <laughs> no, no, fair point. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to look at it too much from their perspective. <laughs> You're right. You know there it is. Stop with the empathy. We can't have it in this story. Uh, so, uh, Brahe and Wright turned around and went back to the dying group. Wills came back from his time with the Aborigines on May 10th. Burke and King were still cutting up Raha. He was mostly drying in the sun in pieces. Oh, Wills said the... Oh, boy. I apologize to this uh, Aborigine group right now. Yandra Wanda had been eating seeds called nardu. Sure. But he had never seen them actually harvest the seeds, and the next day they searched in trees for nardu, not knowing that it grew on the ground. <laughs> Good. Wright and Brahe made it back to the group on May 13th. Patton was screaming in pain, McDonough was unconscious, and Baluk could not travel. On May 15th, Burke once again told his crew to cut down what they were carrying. Like, they have anything I else. Mean, what? Like, so Take what? off an arm. Yeah. Uh, they buried what was left of their stuff, bringing only one blanket each, some meat, some flour, and a bit of water. Why the flour? What is the flour doing You can at this eat point? it. You eat, yeah. eat flour. You'd be just eating the flour? I is mean, that... with the mate, I imagine. Some sort of... Meat flour situation. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm you know, you, you batter the camel, you yeah, batter, cook it up. Batter, oh, yeah. Batter camel. camel and chips, yeah. Batter camel. Yeah. Camel and chips. Perfect, yeah. Right. And then chips. 
so they were off again on May 17th King saw some Nardu on the ground and they were like holy fuck it, it grows on the ground it fell from the tree <laughs> we are so blessed hashtag blessed the next day and the next week they mostly ate Nardu spending all their time gathering it and pounding it into flour Wills decided to return to camp too on the way back he ran into his new aborigine buddies they fed him and gave him a place to sleep for the night. He stayed there a couple of nights. Why he, is he leaving them? He liked them. I know. Why is he well, leaving Well, I would be like, yeah, cool. Uh, so give me that paint. Let's do this shit. We're, we're bros now, right? Uh, but at night, he was in a lot of pain. He was having stomach cramps, constipation, and very, very painful shits. That's graphic? Yeah. Like, it's actually pretty sad when you hear a story about two people, like, particularly in Australia, that you know a lot about, and you realise that most of their heroic journey was them just shitting. <laughs> History will look back fondly upon us, brother. Now hand me that weird leaf. <laughs> Burke and King were having a different experience with the locals. Burke and King bartered for food, then an Aborigine man tried to take a scrap of oil cloth and Burke lost his shit. Well, when you say lost his shit, and this time, we're going to need is, to be defined a little clearer. This is more figurative. Okay. Uh, he shot his gun. Then a warrior walked up behind King, put his boomerang on his shoulder, and made a threat to kill him. The tribe was not pleased with the gun shooting thing. They had brought these guys food for a while, and now they were being assholes. Later that night, the Aborigines tried to make up for it by bringing uh, a tent, uh, nets. Uh, Burke knocked the nets out of their hands no. and shot his gun again. Ma. <laughs> that night, Burke was cooking when a pan of fat caught on fire. Burke panicked, making it worse. A breeze set the gunya on fire. All their possessions were destroyed. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the worst case scenario. Yeah. Bad night for a... How do you guys like your camel? Oh, God, everything's gone. I guess we shouldn't have told those aborigines to go fuck themselves. So, uh, Wills made his way back to Camp 2 and left his journals. He had no idea that Wright and Brahe had come back looking... Uh, f- they, they had no idea... Yeah, he had no idea that Wright and Brahe had come back looking for them because they had also left no note or anything. <laughs> they felt like there was no need to. Why would they? There yeah. was no one there. No but one also there. I love that at no stage they had a conversation about, by the way, like, w- w- leave it this day. Crazy. But if you do leave it this day and you want to le- like, leave a note. Like, Why not? Just for the... fucking fun. Right. Anybody yeah. who comes to the camp and leaves, leaves a note. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have communication, guys. Get a sign in. Hey, we're out in here in the desert and we want everyone to live their own life, but there's just some certain camp rules that will just make this better for all of us. <laughs> we're going to have a sign-in sheet. I know right. it sounds stupid, but we're going to have a sign-in sheet. Right. Okay. Okay. So my name is... All right. That was one of the guys from Wright's Camp. I do impressions. I do impressions of guys at Wright's Camp, but those are the only ones I do. Okay, so, uh, so uh, Wills then goes back to Burke, but it was slow going. He was very weak. When he arrived at Burke's camp on June sixth, he found a fucking mess. Burke and King were sitting next to the burned out gunya. Everything they had was ruined, including their clothing and bedding while the natives sat around quietly staring at them. 
reality show. Uh, so you know what? Let's see how this plays out. Yeah. Oh my God! Can you can you go over you know and tell what? the can you go tell the Yanandanda yeah. tribe that uh, yes, you know what? there's some really good show going on here? Let everyone know. Grab some witchy grubs. Sit down. This is going to be a fucking good show. I mean, Hi guys, nice to meet you. Uh, you're not going to believe this. Your ratings are through the roof. <laughs> We're dying. I know, and it is captivating. One of you is going to get voted off. What's happening? What is that, what? Thank you. Yeah. Great to meet you guys. <laughs> Big fan. They, they burned the gun. Yeah, and everyone just applauds. Yeah. That was great, oh, you guys. Great moment. That was really great. Really like, <laughs> In the reunion show, the camel comes back, turns out, didn't die. <laughs> Who's been voted back on? It's Gray. What? Welcome, Gola! (laughs) Heroes versus villains. (laughs) These fucking guys. So now they were completely screwed. They had no extra clothes, no bedding, no food. And the tribe bringing them food was done with them. So the three men just looked for Nardu. But... Uh, the way back, the Yandruwanda made... Oh, so ba- back then, the way the, the tribe made Nardu was different than the guys were making it. The tribe washed the seeds as they ground them, and then they cooked them. The guys were just picking them and grinding them and eating it. And the more they ate, the sicker they got. And Will started to realize that it was the Nardu that was making them suffer. Oh, oh fuck. Turns out the seed is rich in thymonase, which blocks the body from absorbing vitamin B. Uh-huh. Unless you cook it and wash it, and then you're good. Right. <laughs> you guys want to eat some, uh, some death seeds? Well, they had not read their important uh, do's and don'ts. <laughs> They had to throw that book out. (laughs) Uh, You threw out the cookbook? It's the Captain Cookbook. uh, Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I can't believe you did that. The whole time I was like, no, no, don't. Uh, So now they all had beriberi, and it was getting worse as they ate the seed. Beriberi causes anorexia, weakened legs, difficulty walking, pins and needles, tenderness of the calves, and a fast pulse. Wait, I love that. That sounded like an American pharmaceutical yeah, really ad. Yeah, it did, yeah. It's like Viagra may cause death, stroke, stroke death. Your dick will explode. You'll puke. Your wife will hate you. You're going to have emotional problems. You'll get Ashley Madison. Aborigines will stare at you. You'll jerk off a camel. What? Ask your doctor if jerking off a camel is right for you. (laughs) Actual testimony. Oh, shit. (laughs) Meanwhile, Wright and Brahe tried to make it back to Camp One with their group, but it was hot and there was no water. The camel started to die off or ran away. Patton died on June 5th. Everyone was pretty pleased, though, because now they could move faster. <laughs> All right. Well, that sucks. Let's go! Uh, they finally arrived at Camp One on June 19th. Wright quickly got on a ship and went to Adelaide to be with his family. Oh, yeah. See you guys. It's good working with you. Keep uh, in touch. Yeah, give whatever. me a ring or whatever happens out there. Don't cry when you see camels. 
And uh, don't shit yourself. <laughs> On June 20th, Burke, King, and Wills were camped by a waterhole. Within two days, Wills could barely function. He said Burke and King should not die because of him and told them to go up the creek and try to find food. Wills wrote a letter to his father and gave it to Burke. Then Burke and King left Wills. He had water, some nardu, and firewood. There, Wills died. Burke and King walked up the creek with just it's a... It's so p- funny that they're Burke and King, because it does start to sound like you're saying Burger King. Burger King, right? <laughs> well, this is how, this Burger, is how King, Burger King started. This is why it's not in Australia. Yeah, not a lot of people know it started with camel hump meat. <laughs> and still is, sort of. Uh, it's the same thing as eating nardu. Also, what I love about this story, to be honest, is because we must be getting near towards the end. Yeah. Like, in Australia, we know of the legend of Burke and Wills, but this dude, King, seems to have been here for the whole fucking thing. <laughs> like, like, Wills is already fucking dead, and King's still in it. Why the fuck have we not heard of Burke and King? <laughs> well, How the fuck? Hungry Jacks. <laughs> That's right. The, Bur- uh, the Burkers are better. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, So they walked up the creek with just a pistol. King soon realized Burke could not go on, and they stopped for the night. Burke wrote a letter to his sister. He then asked King to stay with him until he died, then leave and not bury him. Burke died the next morning. King now tried to go on. He had beriberi, scurvy, was malnourished and exhausted. He went and looked for the Yandruwanda tribe, figuring there was only chance. Back in Melbourne, they received word things were not going well. <laughs> News travels fast. <laughs> not going well. <laughs> Look. How many camels are left? Sit down. Um, Maybe Gola? You were attached to Gola. Sit down. Um, also, Linda has some bad news, too. Actually, he'll handle exactly how Linda went. A man named Howard. A man named Howard. Things was, are going badly. We've had to discard the bath. My God, what are they going through? They must be filthy. <laughs> At least they have the books. What? Well, then they have the oak table to sit over and talk to each other. <laughs> no oak table? Uh, How are they having discussions? Uh, um. A man named Howitt was sent to try to find Burke and Wills on, uh, in July 1861. He knew how to go to Cooper Creek because Brahe accompanied him. Howitt's party made it to Camp 2, but it seemed no one had been there because no one... <laughs> No one left a note. Well, like, there's no fuck cut in the tree. Let's move on. Like, not one, but... Like... No, nobody did anything. Oh, nobody's here. Make it look undisturbed. Oh, God, shit, no one came here. Let's make it look like we were never here. Over and over again. I mean, four guys have been there. No one left a note. Nobody did anything. Not one. Uh, so, uh, they went downstream. On September 15th, a scout named Edwin Welsh was ahead of the group when he saw a very, 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 very skinny man. The the man dropped to his knees and raised his hands. As Welsh got closer, he saw that it was a white man. Who in the name of wonder are you? I am king, said the thin man. 
King had been taken in by the Wajirwanda and lived with them for two and a half months. King told Howitt where Burke and Wills died. They were buried. Brahe dug Burke's grave himself. As they passed a last time through Camp 2, Howitt decided to dig under the tree. (laughs) There he found journals, letters, and everything else that explained what happened to Burke and Wills. Everyone was a little bummed about the timing (laughs) and not leaving a message at Camp 2. Look. Look, so here's the thing. You're going to laugh. <laughs> you guys will think it's funny. I mean, in the end, it'll be funny. It but... is a real... <laughs> Let me tell you, well, the la- one of the last things that Burke said to Wills was, look, this is hard right now, but in under a couple hundred years, it's going to be a great podcast. It'll be funny. <laughs> it'll be funny. It'll be funny. They'll talk about all this. It'll be fun. <laughs> this is, by the way, these are two of their national heroes, Burke and Wells. Congratulations, Clearly, King. Clearly, King just got fucked. <laughs> Man, this is like that fucking straight out of Compton all over again. Fucking MC Ren not getting his fucking juice. <laughs> right? That's what this is. Was it any different than you had known? Well, I mean, I knew that Burke and Wills, like, were the original Hamish and Andy. And... <laughs> But I didn't realise that fucking King was Ryan Shelton and got fucking <laughs> eased out of the fucking myth. Can you say Again, that? Again, a great local can joke. You, yeah. Can you say that in American? It's uh, like... Kevin and Bean? Sure. I don't know those guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to break down who our local teacher, you and I love it. You know, it'd be a lot like Kevin and Bean. <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, aren't, they, aren't these our idiot explorers, though? Aren't these our, like, Lewis and Clark? Isn't that the American? Yeah, but Lewis and Clark, uh, I mean, they, they did some weird shit. They, they, they fucked Indians and gave them syphilis and, they pound, never figured and a had camel. to pound mercury. But, but they didn't, uh, they made it. Like, they, they lived. They didn't die. And, and, and a guy, and the guy who survived didn't, doesn't just get washed over. Like. <laughs> I mean, the guy's name is fucking King. Give him some props. King got back home and he's like, keep me out of this. <laughs> I don't want to know people, people to know I shat that much. <laughs> you were part of the shit explanation, were you not? No, I was not. No. Aren't you King, that idiot who didn't check for the no, people and just shut no, the whole time? No, no, different, oh. different King. No, I'm the, no, I've been here the whole time. I, that is a very funny story. I've heard it though. <laughs> Those guys, Barry, Barry. Now I've heard everything. <laughs> anyway, today you can follow the Burke, Burke and Will's uh, trail, which is. I thought just, you were going to say uh, on Twitter. Just follow. <laughs> just follow the shits. <laughs> Shitting hashtag lifestyle. Oh god. <laughs> but I'm following it. Don't eat the snake. Don't eat the snake. Don't jerk the camel. It's kind of the same in a way. No. Not for the camel. <laughs> you guys, this is like a seven-hour podcast. 
Thank you for being a part of it, you guys. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, this is our last podcast on this tour, and it's been fucking amazing, and you guys are terrific, and we'll be out there. We'll sign and take pictures. Will's gone, by the shit. way. Will's actually got another gig he's Will doing right now. just walked um, away. But, uh, he's turning into a cloud of smoke. Well, he's emotional. It's okay. He gets very upset. Hey, you guys are Birkin Wheels. I'm king. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for everything. Honestly, appreciate it. Selling posters out there and taking pictures, and I'll have my top off. Hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.